Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome into another episode of Five Out. When you say Five Out, what do you mean by that? We're going to talk about the league's plans that they've been throwing out there, the 1 through 16 reseeding, this possible World Cup idea, or maybe just doing it the old-fashioned way. Who knows? Damian Lillard made some comments that Ty actually has some pretty good points on when it comes down to it, though I don't know if I agree with Ty's take on some of the comments that Kendrick Perkins made recently. I certainly know that Matt doesn't necessarily agree with him. You can leave a rating or review for the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to the show. And you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at 5OutPod. Now let's get it going. Look, I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah, I just want to be all right with it. Yeah. If you had asked me like maybe even two weeks ago, I would have said that I was I think I was still saying it would have been what episode 44, I think I was saying we're not going to have a season. We're not going to not going to continue it. They're not going to have postseason, whatever. It just didn't feel like anything was going to happen with the way the country was going. And now we're hearing plans. The league's got some momentum, you know, looking like they're going to go down to Orlando, all this stuff. So, so good news. All around, we're gonna. It looks like we're gonna get basketball. We're getting hockey back. Baseball, it's a whole other story, and I do not want to get into that because it is just infuriating. But when it comes to basketball, we've seen the one through sixteen reseeding format, and we'll, I guess we'll start there, guys. Ty, I know you guys opened up with it on OMF. I'm sure you had a few feelings about what Glenn and Lou and, and Christian were saying about it. Yeah, they immediately started talking about how it's just dumb to you know mix the Eastern and Western Conference because you're devaluing the regular season. But apparently, like, nobody on my show thinks the Celtics are getting screwed here. They're like, oh, well, they still have to, you know, beat good teams to get to the finals. It's like the Celtics' second round is immensely harder now because they, what, had to play the Raptors before, and now they have to play the Clippers or the Mavericks. And most people, I wouldn't say most people, but a lot of people have the Celtics, I'm sorry, the Clippers, as their NBA title favorite. And now the Celtics have to face them in round two? That's, like, clearly the Celtics are getting screwed here. And I don't know if there has to be at least five Eastern Conference GMs that vote yes on this. 
I don't know if Danny Ainge would. He probably should say no, but they're definitely getting screwed here, right? Yeah, I, I'd say so. So real quick, Matt, before you give your uh, your opinion on this, the, the teams right now, the way it's laid out, Keith Smith actually did this from Yahoo Sports. He laid it all out. So right now the Bucks should be the one seed. They'd play the Magic as a 16. I'm going largest to smallest through here. Lakers versus Nets, Raptors versus Grizzlies. Clippers would be the 14 versus the Mavericks. Then Celtics are five. They still play the Sixers in the opening round, who will be number 12. Then Nuggets Pacers, Jazz Rockets, and then Heat Thunder. So like Ty said, Matt, you would see if the Celtics beat the 76ers, Mavericks, I mean, I, I think that might be a better matchup than the Raptors, but they'd, uh, they'd more than likely have to go against the Clippers. I think that if you do this format, Danny Ainge should definitely vote no, because to Ty's point, you are getting absolutely screwed. And I think if they do this, like I think it goes back to the talk about Shaq. I think there's, I think there is definitely an asterisk near the champion of this of this format because it's not, it's so different. And I think people sometimes people like different, but it's, I think you know it, it gives the Lakers. I, I think I feel like a pass now. They they don't like if they had to win an NBA championship. I think the Lakers have to go through the Clippers and probably the Bucks. Now they only have to go through the Bucks. Like they, mm-hmm. it changes the whole format of the thing. And like Ty's point was. Like, the East isn't that strong. So now the Celtics have to play West teams, and it definitely devalues the regular season. So, I mean, if they do this, whatever, I just don't – nobody give me anything about, like, whoever the NBA championship, like, that was impressive. It's not, To me, it's not. I think it, it kind of takes away from the whole point of, you know, the NBA playoffs. Shaq's whole thing before saying that there was an asterisk, I didn't agree with that. But now when you go and change the entire format – it's it's totally different. You can't. It, that and that's way more important than anything else. My question to you is: Is it a seven game series or is it one game? No, no. So the the that whole World Cup format is different. I it's no. From I'm talking about this one through sixteen. Right. This would be the same format that we're used to having. Seven just, game series. It's just yeah. It's just one through yeah. sixteen. The whole thing with this is. You know, like you guys are saying, the Lakers would have to face then in, in the second round. I mean, they would more than likely beat the Nets unless KD and maybe even Kyrie came back. That's, that obviously changes some things a bit. But they would have to face the Jazz or the Rockets. Now, I would imagine they'd do fine with that. But then the next round, they'd more than likely have to face the Raptors, who would have to beat the Grizzlies and then either the Nuggets or the Pacers, based on the way Keith Smith laid this out. So, again, that makes it a lot easier for them. Like that third, that final step for them, it becomes immensely easier instead of playing the Clippers. Whereas the Celtics would have to go through the Clippers and the Bucks, and that's one thing that I, I like. When you talk about how the East is is much easier, when you look back at you know when the Celtics were winning in the '80s, the Eastern Conference was a lot more difficult, and that's why it was it was a little more impressive to see them making it as opposed to when the Lakers they were they had fresh legs. They, the, the conference wasn't as difficult for them at that time. They might have had one team that was tougher, but the Celtics had the Pistons that they had to deal with, and they had to deal with the 76ers too. So it, it, like, that's something that I, I, don't, I don't mind something different, but I just wonder what teams are we going to get? Like, Ty, do you think there's any way that we see some ridiculous upsets in the course of this? Yeah, I would pick the Nets to beat the Lakers if KD and Kyrie come back. I think I would actually pick the Nets over the Lakers. Glenn doesn't think the Lakers would – lose a game if KD and Kyrie came back, which I think is bananas. Absurd. I mean, no, he didn't say how that. is that possible? Yeah, no. that, well, he said it off the air. It was an off the air take, so you won't find tape of it, of course. His stronger uh, opinions, uh, you know, controversial ones, he leaves off the air. Or like share radio pro he is. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So anyways, yeah, he said off the air that the Nets would not win a single game if KD and Kyrie came back. I think if they come back, 
the Lakers have the toughest first round matchup and I would pick the Nets to win. Like I've, now if they don't come back, then it's a cakewalk. They should roll through them. Right. But the first round is super interesting to me because you're playing with matchups you never, ever see in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And the NBA finals could literally be the Lakers versus the Clippers. Could it not? Yeah. Yeah, it could be. That's and pretty go- interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. In terms of just like seeing something different, it'd be great. And if this is a format they went with going forward, because I think Adam Silver, that's what that's what Windhorse has been saying throughout all this, is he wants he's wanted to propose this for a while. If there's a time you're going to do it, now is the time. There's no, there's never going to be a better one. The, the only the only problem with that is I go back to Ty's point. It devalues the regular season where their seedings are right now. If you were going to do right. this from the start of the season, I'm mm-hmm. okay with the one through sixteen matchup. Right. Right, I don't think that's an asterisk, but because I think teams would play differently depending on because of the seeding. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I just my thing with like yeah, the Lakers and Clippers thing, the final that would be cool. But I why I went back to the point of I think the Lakers got the easiest road because now to me the top three teams are the Lakers, Bucks, and Clippers in no particular order. Those we, are we the top agree three. On that. We all and two that. of them are on on one and on the opposite side of the Lakers, so they. I don't know. I just think it it's such a it's such a LeBron thing. Of course, now he doesn't have to face because I, I, what I was looking forward to, obviously before COVID nineteen, was I was looking forward to that Clippers Lakers series. Yeah, and it might not happen if the Clippers had lost to the Bucks in the semis. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. I just that that kind of bothers me. That's why I'm saying there's an asterisk. I, it's not that I don't like dislike the format because I think with Ty's point too. With if the KD and Kyrie came back, it does make the first round very interesting. Yeah. Um, even if you did this in any other year, it would make it make the first round because that's the problem with the NBA playoffs, how it's originally set up, especially in the East. The one and eight matchup last year, the Bucks and the Pistons. Oh my God, I'd rather I'd rather watch paint dry. But I just think I think they need to do something different with the playoffs. I just don't know if this year doing this. I think it. I don't know. I don't love it. You see, my thing is, I think, like I said, it's an asterisk now. Even if they were just, if they started at the beginning of the season and said, we're going to do one through 16, if it's a test and it's not like we're going to commit to this for the next five years, I kind of look yeah, at it still and, and still say it's an asterisk because it's a different format than what we're used to seeing. And I understand there have been some changes made to the playoffs over the years, you know, like yeah, having yeah. five-game series I versus think, seven. I think I that think, and would I think be more interesting, to be honest. Of that five-game series, it makes the games way more interesting. Exactly. More, every every so single I, I one's agree. more meaningful. You can't take a night off. And and now, now again, you want to say maybe there's an asterisk there. I'm not buying into that because we've seen that before through the years. And you can that's where you can kind of test things yeah. out. And it's it's all right. It's accepted. It's if, happened before. If, if, if they go to this 1 through 16 matchup, they have to change the regular season. Because it would devalue the East and West. Why play that schedule? Because, you know, the Celtics play uh, – whatever, you know, the Philly or all the people in their division, they play, I think it's four times where you only play a team yeah. out West twice. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, the, the Eastern teams are going to have better. Like, I don't think at the end of the day, if you do the one through 16, it's still, you might not get the top 16 teams in the NBA because right. of the, how the schedule set up. Because in the West, like for instance, this year, you know, you're, you're fighting to get that, you know, eight seed. Oh Yeah. Well, that's, why, the, that's East, why the whole thing with Damian Lillard and he's like, I'm not going unless there's a chance for me to make the playoffs. I get that. I mean, it's, it sucks. And I get you want to, I get it. You should be like, well, you should want to play. And, and you know, are you going to get paid? I know Lou was saying that today, Ty, when you guys were talking about it, but it, it, 
if you're not, if there's no chance of you making the postseason, and that's what these guys are there for to try and make the playoffs and try and win, I get as tough as the eighth seed in any conference. But what's what is the point at the end of it all? And that's where I, I don't understand what Lou was trying to get at and all that. My guys completely don't understand this, and it blows <laughs> my mind because this is these NBA players are not doing this because they're doing it. They, they want to win championships. This is their fucking job. If I told you, Nick Fryer, that WEI was going to bring you back, and you said, well, I'm not really sure because, you know, the, site, the stats on the site aren't the greatest, and I don't know if I'm going to get my bonuses because of it. And for that reason, I'm going to stay home. That is what Damian Lillard is saying. He's saying my team doesn't get a legit chance to go to the playoffs. Asshole, you lost, what, 19 of your team's first 33 games. Be oh. a better team to start the season. You had a legit chance to make the playoffs, and you lost the majority of your games through 70 of them. So don't tell me that you need an extra five or ten games to make the playoffs. You had a regular season to earn it. So this is your job, A. B, if you don't reach 70 games in the regular season, the NBA teams will have to pay money back to local TV providers. Where is that money coming from? It's coming from the owners. They're not going to cover the cost of that. And so what are they going to do? They're going to ask the players, give me some of the money back. Damian has not thought about that. He's a smart guy. But there's no way in hell the NBA owners are writing checks back to local TV stations, and the players are not going to pay a cent of it. I mean, put two and two together. If you have to play these games, there's a reason for it. And the mm -hmm. only reason you're bringing 30 teams back is to meet the TV quota for the games. It's blatantly obvious. And so for these guys, like, really, James Harden, I don't care. I, I mean, he's going to come back regardless. He's not going to worry about the pandemic going down to a minimum. But for Damian Lillard, and I'm sure there are other guys on horrible teams that don't want to come back, this is your job. Mm -hmm. The thing That's of true. basketball is on the line. So do not be a coward and say, I'm worried about my team getting a legit chance to go to the playoffs. Damian Lillard's being a fucking coward. This is ridiculous to me because his team and his fans, go ask any of the – how does C.J. McCollum feel about Damian Lillard actively choosing to attend the games and then sit on the bench? That is a coward move because he is serving his self-interest and not for the rest of the league. It's ridiculous to me. Huh. I know Matt and oh, I didn't he, feel that way. I was surprised by that. Yeah, I'm. I thought he made a lot of good points, though. I'm kind. I. I yeah, he honestly does. Didn't, didn't know. Well, I didn't know Nobody that point about the, the TV deals. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the TV. The TV. Yeah, it's their job. Just do your job. That's it. And but this, but this is where I I would complain if I was Damian Lillard in the sense of that one through sixteen BS is because the Portland Trailblazers, if they were in the East, would be a top five team i think personally right right so they yeah, get they were playing the eastern conference the schedule yeah. yeah they play an eastern conference schedule. i i agree with ty's point like be better but mm -hmm. like where are they in the standings right now like what was the standings at the end like what were they can someone pull that up yeah well, how far, that up real quick you know if they were like one or two games back you know they they missed a, a big majority of the season to make that playoff push so i i do agree with ty's a lot of ty's points i agree that it is your job and if, if the health concerns are at a minimum, then you should go do your job. Quick to answer your, your question, Matt. They were three and a half games behind the Grizzlies for, for the eighth yeah. seed. And if so you they go win. by this format, they're only a game and a half behind Orlando. You're getting mm -hmm. a legit chance in your return to play because you're playing like six to 11 games. If you don't think you can make up a game and a half off the no, Orlando the Magic, then stay home. So right, so but wait, if he, but, but his but whole is thing he is saying, he's, he's saying, saying if they don't have a chance to. Yes, his thing is if they have a chance to, 
he's going. He's like, fine, yeah. I'm for it, absolutely 100%, which, I mean, if you're not, then that – I then would agree with that. They should I agree give that. them a chance to do it. If His thing is, if they don't have a chance – then he's out. Then he doesn't. Then he's. Then he doesn't want to do it. He'll show up. He'll practice and, and all those things. But he's not going to play. But Ty does raise a good point that there is money that will be lost in all that if he's not going to play. Of money. Yes. And if he's not going to play, then you're then you're right. I mean, but see, that's where I'm thinking logically. All right, if I'm not playing, I'm not going to make that money. So that's just the way it goes. There's nothing you can do about it. I mean, or that, yeah. that's your decision I, that you're making. You're going to live with it. And I think that's a problem they might run into is that. You know what's what's the um you know what's the incentive to play if you are a superstar or a, an all star or a good player on a on a bad team that ha- really has no chance of winning? Like I get Ty's point. Ty is right in the sense of you need to go do your job. But you got to get money. Prima yeah. donnas. These dudes are prima donnas. Yes, definitely. Most if of you, them. I'm saying if, like Drummond. You think his ass wants to play? No, he's on the no. crappy. Cavs. But if you're here's the thing, if you do that, my thing is, if you do that and you say you're not going to play and you accept I'm not going to go and make the money, you can call them stupid or whatever. That's fine. But that is the I guess the right way to handle it is the best way to put it, because if you just expect I'm not going to play and I deserve my money, then that's bullshit. No, then you're, I, then you're yeah. an idiot. But if yes, you don't that, want the money works. and you don't want to play, then that's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why, because I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that that's what Damian Lillard is expecting. Maybe I'm wrong and all this. So you think, Ty, that he just expects he's going to make the money no matter what, whether or not he plays? I mean, he's probably fine with writing checks back to his team if they if he chooses not to play. I'm, I'm sure he's thought about that. Like, well, if I'm not going to play, I'm not going to get paid. Like, I'm sure he's thought about that. But for the rest of the league, you are like one of the superstars in the NBA, and yeah. you're going to decide to sit at home when fans are clamoring for sports to come back, all because you don't think you have a legit chance to make the playoff. When you've literally gotten a chance to make the playoffs through 65 games and you've proven you're not worthy. So it's just a, it's a stupid argument to me. I think he would get destroyed. If this was like baseball and a pitcher from you know, the Red Sox, like, oh, I don't feel like we're going to come. I don't want to come back because the Red Sox think and we're not going to make the playoff. Yeah. So it'd be, it's, I don't know if it's an apples to apples comparison, but it's, it's just a lot of complaining. Like, if, if if it's safety, it's one thing, but to say that like I don't I don't like the format, and that's the reason I'm going to go to games and sit on the bench. So the TV camera is going to show Damian Lillard on the bench in these Blazer games that are resumed in Orlando. Brett, that but those going to be an but, awful but ass look. You like, understand that those games would the, the games he's saying he would sit out would essentially not count for anything. They'd just be exhibition games for the sake of having games. Those are the ones he'd sit out. If he has a chance to qualify for the postseason in the course of five games, he says he's playing. You understand that part, right? Yeah, you should still play. It's your job. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, if, you're gonna, if you expect to make money, then yeah, you're right. And the plan is to play these games in, in the, the Disney World uh, place there? ESPN yes, place. yes. Now's a good time for you and Kev to go down to Disney. Yeah, you guys oh, make yeah. your yearly trip. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really would like <laughs> to watch LeBron play at Disney. That'd be magical. It, it also kind of tells me that Damien doesn't care about the fans. Yeah, he's like, I don't care if you guys watch me play. Like, I'm not coming back. Yeah, I think, he, honestly, he when you look at all of this, you, whether you can make that argument for, I mean, hockey, I'm not, I, I, I mean, I'm not paying attention to hockey as much, but I don't feel like you're running into to that issue with that sport, whereas you look at baseball and then basketball, I think to some to a similar extent, you're running into that same issue because when guys were talking about when when was it Spencer? I, I 
again, I keep, I get shit for bringing him up, but he's one of the few guys that has said it. There's an asterisk. Spencer Dinwiddie says there's an asterisk. And then you have former players saying there's an asterisk. That's not good. That's not helpful. That's not productive no. for the fans. So I can't think of any, has any current players said that besides the one guy I brought up? Cause I can't think of LeBron has said that, you know, we want to have it. And obviously certain guys, a few guys met, I think Durant was in on the call and Russell wet or maybe it was Harden. One that, of those guys. Yeah. That's to me though. If they do it, just do it normally how you would do a playoff series. Mm -hmm. That's East and West. Do it like that. Then I don't think there's an asterisk. But do you do it this one right. through sixteen? You change, like you like again, like Ty said, he nailed. I think he nailed it. I didn't even think about it. It, it makes the regular season, you know, worthless. Mm -hmm. There's no point in the regular season now with the one through sixteen seed. You're gonna tell me the Orlando Magic should be in this? No, Christ, no. Like imagine no. I want to see Switch out the names. Switch out the names. Damian Lillard for Kyrie Irving. Like this would be the biggest story in America. <laughs> Kyrie Kyrie Irving refuses to play because his team doesn't have a legit chance to make the playoffs. Like that would be massive. But because it's Damian Lillard, Dame Dalla, who's a West Coast superstar in a small market, we're not talking about it. And I well, think he should get. I think he should get roasted for this. Wait, let me ask you this: When you look at now, Damian Lillard's out there and talking about it, but then we see Kevin Durant who is now coming up on being 12 months removed from his Achilles injury. He's, he, I guess, no, I, I heard Ian Eagle talk about this on a separate podcast. And he said how normally for Achilles injuries, guys come back after 11 months. So Durant is past that normal time. And I don't know if you guys saw the videos. I mean, Lord knows I'm seeing all of them where he's making his progressions in his training. And he was doing three on three stuff right before the pandemic started. And he looked like, again, it's three on three. It's against guys at the end of the bench and everything. But he looked like he was moving around like, Kevin Durant that we know if he doesn't come back, how do you guys feel about him making that decision? Because I feel like it's in some ways on par with what Damian Lillard's doing because you're far removed. You're, you're pretty good to, to go. I get that you've had issues with the pandemic and your rehab, but to me, I would think that it, it I, I just think it doesn't look good if he doesn't come back at, given everything that's happened where they're going to be starting the season back up in the middle of July. I feel like if, if they the, the doctors clear him and stuff, then he should play. Simple. It's simple. And the other thing is too, if the season's play. gonna the season's gonna start in December next year. So you're gonna be I think it's eighteen months removed from your injury if when this for when things start back up again. I feel like it's a it's a bad like now Kyrie I I know there was like the image he put on Instagram or whatever of him at a training facility or high, maybe the high school in New Jersey that he went to. I don't know that he was – I think if he came back, it would actually be really early for him. I thought September was originally the timetable. So if he doesn't come back, it's not a big deal. But one thing, we, we, Ty, you touched on a little bit earlier, but in all this, the Celtics were glossing over them. They do – I think of all the teams look, looking at all this, like the legitimate teams who could go and make a push for the title possibly. Obviously, they have to go through the Raptors and the Bucks under normal circumstances, and that is still tough, and the 76ers for that matter. But uh, – they may be the ones that get screwed the most out of all this. Maybe the, the Bucks in a way too, because they might have to face the Clippers. But they, at the same time, the Celtics don't end up having to face the the Celtics still end up facing the 76ers, Which again, that's another thing where this whole pandemic. I don't know if that works out well for them, Matt, and and in how Embiid's gotten rest, and now Ben Simmons has been able to you know get healthy again too. Because I think he was having well, every, back issues. Everybody, everybody's on the same plane. You know, Kem, Kemba is healthier. I think everybody's on the same level playing field. That's why you made a good point when when we first talked about the asterisk. You're like, hey, no, everybody's going through this. There's no asterisk, you know, if 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 they come back and play because everybody's 
going through the same quarantine and all that crap. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I just think this format, I just, I think I, I would personally not like it. I'd rather mm-hmm. see them do it east and west because that's how you started the season. And what, and I don't know what, why, why is this like this one through 16 thing? Why would they want to do this instead of the normal way? Because still playing good. Wanted to do it for a while. According, it's Windhorse saying that, which I, I'm I'm buying that that he's wanted to do it for a while. Ty, do you think that the Celtics get screwed the most out of this potential one through sixteen format? No, I don't think they get screwed the most. Honestly, like a team like I don't, I don't like Miami's first round matchup against the Thunder. I think the Thunder could probably knock them off. I mean, absolutely, he'd have been a really good team all year. But the eight nine matchup is always like a one you pick an upset in the NCAA tournament. I could totally see it happening here. I think a team that kind of gets screwed in all this is teams that are like that are kind of banged up and have had season-ending surgeries. The Utah Jazz lost Bogdan Bogdanovich, and now mm-hmm. they're going to get swept by the Rockets, and yeah. so that makes the Rockets first round so easy. Right. Um, and yeah, that means that, 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 that was who the Lakers would get too. I don't know if where they would get them normally, but that's who they'd get. I'm I don't know you, about I, the team I, that gets screwed the most. I don't. Uh, the Celtics do get screwed. It might be the Clippers. The Clippers playing Dallas is a really tough first round matchup. Yeah, that is a tough first round matchup. I think the Cel- I mean, okay, if if Kevin Durant and Kyrie, see, I don't, I know you said this before. If Kyrie comes back, which I think is a much much bigger if than Kevin Durant, honestly, and all this. If Kevin Durant comes back for the Lake to face the Lakers, then I think the Nets have a chance. But he, I still don't expect him to be full tilt Kevin Durant. I'm thinking he could be max, max 80% if he comes back and all this of where he normally is. I'm sure he'll move around fine, but just, you know, he's been on the couch for a year. I think that the, the toughest first round matchup, though, still in all this is mm, the Mavericks is a tough one. But I mean, with Joel Embiid healthy and in, in, in shaped up to like, hey, we just got to go play the postseason. You have these warm up games, whatever, but it's postseason. This is where we're going to be. I think that the 76ers are probably the toughest first round matchup for the Celtics. And I was looking at the, the, the one through eight teams and who they're going to get matched up the rest of the way. And then the, the Clippers too. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I don't know how, I mean, yeah, the Clippers, maybe they get screwed in it too, but I think the Celtics have the toughest road for sure. in all this, I don't, I don't see how it could be anybody else. I think the biggest loser in the entire playoff format is the Sixers who are dog shit on the road. They're horrible. They're 29 and two at home and they cannot win away from home. But this is neutral site, horrible on the road. This is neutral site. You have no home court advantage. They, they're better shooting at, at their own hoops with their fans in the background. And now they have not one game in the entire playoffs in their home arena. Like, how are they going to do now? Well, they're good in their home arena, but do you wonder too, is like they're like they're sketchy on the road, but is that more because they can't handle the, the, you know, the crowds and everything like that? Cause they're not going to, they're not going to have to deal with that. Now, Ben Simmons is not going to be getting chirped by people. Joel Embiid is not going to have the crowd to interact with and worry about all that bullshit. So I got, I, that, that's a whole other thing in all this too, is no matter what, whether they do the normal format or the one through 16 format, now you're going to see no home court advantage in all of this. And that yeah. could change things too. That's oh, that huge. Definitely, that definitely does. It's remarkable. That's, that's the craziest one to me. I, I've never been able to fully grasp that with, with basketball. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be bizarre. Cause you look at hockey there's there is a an actual advantage to home to having home ice. There's like a substitution thing. I don't know exactly how it works, but there's a substitution thing on faceoffs. Baseball, obvious, you know, home team hits last. Basketball, it's just the crowd. I've like I don't get it, but I mean that's going to be I, for LeBron. I would think that would affect him quite a bit. Yeah, I don't know. I would love to see uh, Clippers Lakers NBA Finals and see how that would work because, like I said, it's basically just. This entire um, 
format is just essentially pick up basketball with no fans and no pressure really from, you know, the environment at all. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of big questions I have. I mean, the, the biggest one I want to see, I, I mean, Kyrie's been out for what, 11 weeks since the surgery. If he can come back, I think KD would abs- I think if Kyrie comes back, KD is absolutely coming back. He should. And that's, that's the biggest thing I'm looking forward to. I would watch every single game of that series. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be a complete game changer. It might be the biggest story in sports that LeBron James could be a first round loss. It's the Ooh. first time ever in his career. <laughs> he's never, he's never ever lost in the first round, right? Oh my God. I would love that. If LeBron got bounced in the first round because Kyrie and KD came back as much as Kyrie pisses me off. There's still like part of me that wants to like him because he's just so freaking good. Oh, that would be something else. But the other, you know what, actually, and I did not put this in the show rundown because I just saw it in passing, but this was honest. I, I don't have the exact quote from Danny Green, but he said something to the effect, Matt, that LeBron is leading the Lakers like Kobe did. Yuck. <laughs> How do you, first of all, you didn't play with him, right? As far as I know, Danny Green never played with him. How the hell can you say that? And second, Yuck. He, he didn't make the playoffs last year and... I mean, they're not the necessarily. I mean, some of them, some people look at them as the favorites out of the West, but there's like half the people don't think they're favorites out of the West still. Yuck. That's all I have to respond to Danny Green. Come on, bro. Don't disrespect the Mamba. Well, he's not the only one disrespecting the Mamba. We will get to that later, though. But first, the the World Cup format that Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer tweeted out to, I just did want to touch on that. He's reporting that the NBA sent GM's proposals for a World Cup style group stage to replace the first round of the playoffs. Now, this would put, assuming that they did East and West even distribution, this would put the Blazers and the Pelicans in the postseason, and this would put the Wizards and, believe it or not, the Hornets in the postseason because the top 20 teams will be put into five tiers and then drawn into groups. Teams play twice versus each team in the group, and then the top two teams in each group advance to a five-game series. Uh, to, sorry, advance to a seven-game series round. How do you guys feel about that one? See, that one even is, I think, stranger. So, would Astrid. there be any sort of reseeding, like after the group play, or no? The, I didn't. I didn't catch that in all this. I would think you would have to do that, right? It would only make sense. Yeah, the just, top two yeah. teams in each group advance to a seven-game series round. So, like, would the team with the better record, you know? face the team with a worse record or would it be like a weighted system where it's like 80% regular season and then 20% of like your playoff? I don't know. I, I don't like it. It seems very confusing to me. I would rather go with the one to 16 playoff format. I think the NBA is just trying to change it up because they know that the playoff, the playoffs are broken in a way. And I like that. Right. They're usually good about being ahead of it, ahead of the game and, and all those kind of aspects, especially under Adam Silver. But whatever it is, again, I just don't like the idea of we're going to try this this one time. It's not, we're not talking about the regular season. You can try different shit in the regular season. That's cool. That's what the regular, the regular season, everybody's open to that because it's just, it's, that is even more broken than the playoffs, but then you're going to go and try try something. And it's like, we may not stick to this next year. So we're, we're in agreement, guys. Stick to the one through eight from the West, one through eight from the East, and just play it like normal. I, yeah, I would say that because if you're going to – I like the one through 16 uh, idea. I just – you have to change the regular season then. And it has to be – teams have to know from the beginning of the season, this is what we're going to do. Because I think it just changes – the outlook of of how you play like during the regular season, A, and B, like 
I don't know. I just I don't think you can play the Eastern teams four times. If the East is weak, mm-hmm. you're gonna have teams that in that you're not gonna have I would love to have the top sixteen teams make the playoffs. Because like how tight like was talking about like some of the first round matchups, he OKC, like where originally that would be the, you know, I don't know, the Detroit Pistons versus the Bucks. Like, I don't want to watch that. I want to watch I want to watch that. That eight versus nine matchup would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't care about East and West. It's not that. It's more of that how you play the regular season, you know, determines the one through 16 and it's East and West and it's all mixed in. It just, I don't, I just don't, I don't like that. To, to put it into perspective for everybody, when we're talking about, you know, obviously we all know the Western conference is, is the better conference. And in terms of record being in the better conference, you're going to, you know, like for the Blazers, they have 29 wins. They would not make the Eastern conference postseason based on their record this year. However, if you just transplanted that team into Nashville will say you go and insert them there and they're an Eastern conference team. They're going to do much better against that competition. And if you look at the Blazers all the way down to the 13 seed, which are the Suns, they have a better record than the nine seed, which is the wizards. All those teams have a better record than the, than the wizards do, which are, which was the closest team to make in the postseason that wasn't in the postseason and all this. So, um, so my question to you guys is I know like this is on the spot, but if you want those changes to happen, you want it to be the best 16 teams essentially eliminate conferences and then we just – the best I, team the team with the best I, record go. Yes, I think if you want to go – I like the 1 through 16, but I think that's what you'd have to do. I think you'd have to limit – you don't play 82 games anymore because that's asinine. I think 82 games is stupid. That's the so tough just, one though because it's money. I know because it's, it's a money thing. I get it, and that's why it'll never happen. But in my ideal NBA, that's – I would like it if, you know, there was less games. So maybe you play every team twice mm-hmm. in the regular season. You play every team twice. Maybe you play one extra game against a team that, you know, travel distance-wise that isn't that far away, whatever. So it's less games. But that would make it fair to then sort who's the best 16 teams. And the games would mean a hell of a lot more in the regular season. Right. So, Ty, would you – that would if they do that, like I'm saying, I want there to be a commitment to this where they say, we're not just going to do it for one year. Because I think if you just say we're going to try it for one year, no matter what, if you tell them from day one or you tell them like they're telling them now, if you say we're going to do one through 16 for this one year, I put an asterisk on it. Do you care about that or do you think it's fine if they just try it the one time as long as they let everybody know beforehand? I'm fine with this one time only because there's not like there's eight teams in the Eastern Conference and eighth in the West who make it. So if it's unclear whether like in a previous year, would there be the top 16 records? Would that be 10 Western Conference teams and then six Eastern Conference? This year, it doesn't really screw anyone over, but I, they can still do this if they decide we're not going to take the 16 best records. We're going to take the top eight records from the East and top eight records from the West. That is our playoff field. And then we'll see them one through 16. They could do that. And, I wouldn't have a problem with it because you're going to, you're still kind of valuing your regular season. You're still not really getting rid of your conferences at all. And then you're still getting those eight teams from each conference into the playoffs. You know, you're kind of screwing over if, if the Eastern conference sucks and that eight seed, the Orlando magic has a better record than the, I don't know who the eight seed in the West would be right now. Um, Portland, not Portland, whoever's above that Memphis, but the point, Right. So like the eight seed in the West might be infinitely better. More Memphis is Memphis is absolutely way better than Orlando. Right. And so that's not really like, that's the only place it would be unfair, but if you could still keep your conferences, still keep the regular season value and then get your 16 teams based off the eight best records in each conference, why not do that? 
I don't know, Ty. I don't. I, I just like the conferences. It seems to me if you're going to do it, you can't keep the conferences. That's my. That's one of my big things with this. No, I don't you, see how you can get rid of yeah. the conferences. They already got rid of for the All Star game. What the hell you needed for this for? And, and they figured they definitely figured out the All Star game too. Finally, so again, they, like these changes seem strange now, but you just again. All-Star game, you can tinker with there. No one's going to give a shit. They just want a good product. Regular season, people just people want a good product. I, I would love to see them switch to, you know, switch half half the amount of games that they have in the season. But now they're getting the, what they want. P- people have been talking about it for a while, apparently. And then the Atlanta Hawks GM was the first one to really bring it up at the MIT conference. He goes and says that we want to play games starting around Christmas time. See now, what I've I get people say that you know you know people don't pay attention to the season until the calendar turns over more, so they don't pay attention as much. But I don't understand. I'm curious. Like I, I wonder if you can explain this to me, Ty. Why is it that you think the NBA runs into those problems against the NFL when the NFL? Yeah, I know they play three days a week now instead of just one or two. I don't understand the competition, how it's going to be. It just seems a little strange to me. Like they're, they're, they think this is going to be an automatic fix for them. Like um, going against Major League Baseball, that's fine. But the, the NFL was on three days a week, not two. Like you just honestly, they should just say we're not going to have games on Sunday till football's over. Because why, why would you? I think that's stupid. That's uh, what the no Sunday games. Yeah, I think it's smart. I think it's stupid that they put games on Sunday when there's football going on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that change at all. I mean, a lot of the casual fans that say, like, I don't watch until Christmas, literally, they only watch on Christmas and then don't watch again until the playoffs. Like, they don't <laughs> care about regular season basketball. Like, if they cared about regular season basketball, the timing of when it happened wouldn't affect it. You would still watch the game. Yeah, it makes no I sense agree. to me. I agree. So if this season started yeah. in August or in January, I'm going to watch they, as many games as I can. It's because they made the regular they, the regular season. If they did this, if they made a train change like that, it would make the regular season mean more. That's why the NFL is king because the regular season means everything. Yep. yep. Every game you know, means you something. You watch every game because any game you lose, yeah, you lose a game, you you could be screwed. Like I don't know, I just where the NBA, right? You lose two or three, it's ah whatever. There's eighty, there's hundred fifty games. Like it's like the baseball. It's, that's the problem. It's almost it's and that's where the NFL almost went too far. Is now they have three games a week. You know they're trying to push more product in your face, and sometimes that backfires. The NBA. I think, you know, less is better. It'd be a, a bold move by yeah. them, but I mean, there's plenty of, there's money to be had. I mean, and, they, and they've already making plenty of money now. I just feel like, like you said, if you, it, we live in an event-based society now. People don't want the same thing over and over every single day. Baseball in a different generation worked better because people were more comfortable with that, having that same thing all the time. Also, games didn't last three hours long. With the NBA, though, so you guys automatically think if you go and cut, let's say the season in half, viewership's going to increase dramatically. It'll do, it'll do the game good. I, I honestly, I would probably bet that yes, the NBA would have better numbers if, if the regular, if they made the regular season mean more, like if every game mattered. But does, guys you, in saying, the NBA is it, don't is it, play it, like every game matters. That's the problem. Right. Well, that's also, there's also, there's also the whole issue of guaranteed contracts too. You run into that with baseball, you run into that with basketball. I don't know hockey, but football, you don't run into that same thing. So that guys are playing, have to play every day for their money. You're not going to get that in the sports that already have guaranteed contracts established. Do you think though, like I'm trying to get a gauge where you guys think, what is, what is the amount that they have to cut back? Like Ty, do you think it should be half the game, half the season they cut down or you think it should be, you know, they cut it to, I, I think a quarter would be too much of a, of a jump. Like if they only played a quarter of the games they do now, 
what do you think would be like a like a ballpark remedy? I know we don't have the answers. I don't think they should cut any games, to be honest, because really? a I love the NBA. Yeah, I love the NBA. They make way too much money off the gate revenue that you can't trim down those those games. And the TV deals, I, I don't know how much money they would lose. So, like, unless the players are okay taking their contracts from, let's say, $30 million a year down to 20, if you trim off a third of the league, uh, the league season, then you got to trim down all the salaries by a third. Mm-hmm. You know? So, See, there's a lot of, like, they, definitely, I totally agree with Matt's point that, like, less games equals more importance. But I, I don't think it's possible right now with, you know, I, I don't think they could ever really do it, or nor will they ever do it, because like I said, money's at stake. The other thing, too, that, that I think, so obviously the ratings were, were doing very well last year, and things had been like on an incline and everything for the game, and it was great. And, and it's still, I've said for a while now that I could see the NBA passing up football. Now, that's me, you know, getting pissed off with football because of how much everybody, you know, just, ugh, they just all, it's all the one I've talked about. That's not a crazy opinion. Well, thank you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I agree with your point. I think that it's on the right track. Well, it was until that- the, 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 the ratings drop. And that was, that was kind of my point. The rating, the ratings drop this year, I think scared the NBA, but you got to look at it from their perspective. I would think they would look at it and say, okay, we didn't have Steph Curry after a certain portion of the season. Clay Thompson started out hurt, so that put them in a huge hole, especially when they started out not playing well. You don't have Kevin Durant this year, too. That's another problem. And then you have all these players shifting around. I just, like, I feel like they're in panic mode because they, there was a, like, instead of the line just continuing on an incline, there was a minor setback. And I don't know well, that we. And, and was that a, that's also a factor in the China thing? Oh, right. right. Yeah. That's, that's another thing in all this, too, is I wonder. China, I mean, the ratings, they're not necessarily going to have an impact on, but the revenue, they'll, they're obviously going to have an impact on. But yeah, th- this season has been a freaking mess for them from the start. So yeah. there's going to be no sports in the entire world. The NBA could potentially be back, and China is still not going to air their game. <laughs> Daryl Morey, you screwed up bad, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. But but he's, but he's good at his job, right? That's what, that's what Trump said to Fertitta for, for or whatever the hell the owner's name is, right? Yeah, he did. <laughs> Oh man! But speaking of the Rockets, and and oh god, this 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 past since our last episode, Kendrick Perkins' stock as an NBA analyst has plummeted. It is embarrassing. I know he does Rio.com stuff and everything, and goes on Dale and Keith all the time. And I I love them as a Celtic, but damn, dude, the, these last two takes that he's come out with that have been outrageous. I just so the first one is LeBron and Kobe. Matt, I'm hoping you can give me more of a cogent point than, you know, he sucks. Paul Pierce and Kendrick Perkins were doing some show on ESPN and, and Jay Williams was on there too. And I think he was as flabbergasted as we were. Again, Jay Williams, usually not that bad, but when he talks about Kevin Durant, forget about it. So he was, so Paul Pierce was talking about how if a game's on the line, he wants Kobe to be the guy who takes a shot uh, versus LeBron. I think that's a no brainer. Okay. Yep. Then... Perkins, like, with an outburst, like, all I know is that when we had to pair, prepare for LeBron, it was we had to do a lot more than we did against Kobe. And I think it, one of his exact quotes was, it was a lot easier to win against Kobe Bryant than it was LeBron James. Well, my, my whole thing is, one, if I was on this damn show, I'd say, Kendrick, you beat, you beat the Lakers once in the finals, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you beat them three years in a row? Am I, am I, did I miss something? You did not. Didn't Kobe win the next two years, and one of them was against you, you moron? And second, we also, yeah, we also I, know that I second one was bullshit. I, I don't care. They still <laughs> lost. 
This is true. This is true. It was not a cakewalk. Like he said, he went and made like a like clapping sound, like dusting they, his hands. They, went, they 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 blew him out in game six. I I've always said, dude, the the only thing in that th- series that really changed between, obviously we can talk about 2010, the refs and all that, but the refs suck and everything. They do. But the real difference to me is when I watch it is KG dominated Paul Gasol in the first go around. Paul Gasol did not, you know. Did not do that in 2010. He 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 balled out against KG. There was yep. it was such a mismatch in the first series. So mm-hmm. first off, and the other thing that pisses me off is like, oh, you you beat LeBron twice in uh, when he was on the Cavs, and then he went to Miami, and then you lost twice. So yeah, you trained that much harder. No, he just joined a better team and then beat you. Yep. But I think what I, what I take away from this, I I always listen to like a, a guy like when a, a guy like Paul Pierce and Kendrick Perkins are talking. Paul Pierce has a higher basketball IQ than Kendrick Perkins. That's, he's a goat, right? A Game of Zones has proven that Paul Pierce is the yeah. goat. <laughs> he just he just has a higher basketball IQ than Perkins, and I respect Paul Pierce's opinion more than Kendrick Perkins because at the end of the day, Kendrick Perkins was not a good basketball player. Let's just be honest. He's a seven foot goon that was you know did his job. He rebounded. He brought a defensive presence, but the dude wasn't skilled at basketball. What did he do well, skill wise? Nothing. No zero. Nothing. No. Nothing. He brought. Nope. I appreciate that he he played his role and all that, but don't ever disrespect Kobe Bryant. And say you didn't have to train hard. It was easy to play against him. You're a dumbass for that. Well, that's my other thing too. Is you're not. The, I get you don't have to be the you guy. Guard him. Yeah, you don't. You don't have to be the guy to guard him to to, to know. But to go and say it like that again. That's where I'm like, you didn't have to guard him. Don't act like it was. That's honestly the biggest problem when you talk basketball, people that I've found, especially with this whole MJ thing coming out. Is that once, like you said, you said it before the show starts, once someone's LeBron happy or on that LeBron train, they just, they start making zero sense. And that's what Jay Williams did with Kevin Durant and why we get all mad. Yep. Like you just, you get on this thing and then you, and then you don't talk like a normal person would. Right? I thought Jay Williams separate. was one of the best analysts that they had until he became one of, you know, so he started carrying Kevin Durant's water. I thought he was great. I think he usually is good outside of that. So, Ty, the big question for you is, Kendrick Perkins, now your sworn enemy? So, Perkins, I'm, I'm concerned about Perk. He's lost, like, 60 pounds, and I'm concerned that he's just not getting enough blood to his head or something. Because <laughs> he had a, actually a worse take the other day. I didn't think this one was that egregious, that the Kobe Bryant over, I'm sorry, uh, it was easier to win against Kobe than LeBron. I, I don't, I think that's, pretty factual that I mean, Kobe's Ooh. not as good as LeBron is and I <laughs> he has five rings not, though and I'm I'm not doing this just to be a devil's advocate I honestly would take LeBron James to win a game over Kobe Bryant not in the not Wait, in the final one shot. Game? you guys go ahead one game I'm gonna relax Absolutely. for a second <clears throat> one Absolutely. you're saying in what if you had one game on the line game seven you're taking LeBron over Kobe LeBron's a better passer rebounder and more efficient scorer yeah and when he and when you need someone to close out the game what's going to happen you well, LeBron had already game. Game. we're talking about one game you said one game I don't listen if you want to argue with me that LeBron's better than Kobe as an overall player I'm not going to like get all pissed off and argue if you're talking about one game, one you're talking about one game. Uh, one game, I would take LeBron James over Kobe Bryant. You're gonna take the guy that usually shits his pants in the fourth quarter over the person that doesn't. Yes, to me, yes to know. Yes to me, more likely right, okay, LeBron okay. to be up like ten. He doesn't need to be the clutch okay, guy. He'll be up on, ten at on. that point. Hold on, hold on. Would you rather take in one game, Michael or LeBron? Jordan. Oh, Michael Jordan. 
Michael Jordan. Okay, so but, but I guess my question is, but I'm why biased, Michael I'm biased, Jordan? I'm no, no, no. But I'm asking you, why in that situation would you take Michael? Because this is where I'm, my point I'm trying to get to. Because Kobe Bryant is a watered down version of Michael Jordan, and Michael was the ultimate winner. Okay, and Kobe was is the closest to ever be like Michael in that sense. Yes, yeah. Kobe's a better winner than LeBron. How can you how can you say he's not? You can't argue. Donate. Well, I hate the people who say, "Oh, he's been in the finals nine times." What did we get a participation award trophy? Yeah, the East has been horrible during his entire career. I hate that stat. Oh, like he doesn't lose in the, in the Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference sucks. Like the only teams that really gave him a shot was like Paul George's Pacers, who were okay, and my hey, Derrick Rose. You better fucking watch it. You're already running on thin ice. Don't talk shit about yeah. Paul George's Pacers. I love hey, that. Team. Listen, Roy, Roy Hibbert was the boss. <laughs> but my point is Kobe Kobe is a better winner because you just said you would take Michael because he's a killer and he's a, he's the ultimate winner which I agree right. with Kobe to me is next to that he's not and watered down is kind of disrespectful but he's not on Michael's level obviously but he was five and two in the finals he has five rings LeBron does not have five rings and LeBron's been on way better teams than Kobe Kobe the whole if Kobe didn't pair up with Shaq because that's everybody always says Oh, well, Kobe was a Shaq. Well, Kobe didn't pick that. Kobe was drafted and then well, then traded to that team. And he was 19 years old. And the dude was a stud at that point in yep. his career. 100%. He also won. He almost he won two in a row. Could have almost won three. Got to that finals, lost to Perkins and, you know, the boys. The, the, the thing that bothers me, though, is like, would you say those Lakers teams were like, the, not the Kobe-Shaq um, era? Yeah, the team you, he was never the alpha on, of course, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> sure. Would you would you argue that LeBron, Jack and like, Penny? Just saying. That's true. Okay. That's true. You got me off my train of thought. I was saying, do you think those Laker teams were that good? The ones that he was like the clear cut guy of like what twenty ten or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, those it was like Paul Gasol, Lamar Odom, Derek Fisher. Did you think those teams were good? They were very good. Andrew Bynum was great, was was a dominant big man. So so on any never he was never helped. Were those were those two, my, I guess I guess it then comes back is LeBron been on a team that's won an NBA Finals that is comparable to that like I think of all LeBron's wins he's had D Wade Chris Bosh that whole Miami Heat squad and then the other one he had Kyrie and Kevin Love I mean Kobe's never won a championship with those two teams that he won with Gasol and all them like they, they weren't on that level of talent wise. But just Kobe, Kobe's just a killer. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised you're going to die on this hill like LeBron James. You're really going to do this? Uh, yeah, I'm going to die on the second greatest player in the history to pick up a basketball. I'll who you hate. Who I you hate have him. the best rant Ty, in this Ty. show. The history of this show was you ranting at LeBron James. I do. But, I do but, Ty, but, but Ty, we go back to the original argument. This wasn't about like over a, a, a career or anything. I'm not – because I, I can honestly – I'm not that – much of a hater on LeBron. Like, I think LeBron is a overall basketball player is better than Kobe. But we're talking about one game. That's that's why I'm was like I'm getting pissed because if it comes to one game and you told me why you would pick Michael, even though you have a bias, but that doesn't even matter. You're taking the greatest player to ever play. I would argue that Kobe is the next almost like Michael. LeBron isn't. LeBron is known to go like this. So 
Yeah. Now I will say I'm looking at I'm looking at the 09-10 Lakers and their path to the finals was kind of not not great at all. I mean they beat a very 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 young OKC Thunder team in the first round, a Utah Jazz team which I I probably wouldn't even be able to name one player from the 09-10 Jazz. They swept them 4-0. They played Amari Stoudemire's Phoenix Suns and beat them in six in the Western Conference Finals. And then I'm not going to devalue them beating the Celtics. That's a hell of a team they beat in 09-10. But the, I mean the path wasn't like it is. I think. Today, it's so much, I don't know, maybe it's revisionist history to say that like back then, just not as good as today's basketball, but you do make a good point that LeBron's always had to have like le- legitimate, you know, players, superstars on his side mm-hmm. at all times. I just, cause I don't think he's, cause at the end of the day, what was Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan yeah. was the ultimate alpha. LeBron's not an alpha. LeBron never was. LeBron, and that's why people love playing with LeBron. And that's why I think I, he's a great player because he, he needs he needs a one A, right? I mean, yeah, sorry, he's yeah. a one A. He needs a one B. Kobe was a one. You know, obviously you can you can make the oh well he had Shaq well whatever he still was a one B. He was still Shaq wouldn't have won without Kobe. Kobe won without Shaq. That's why I hate that argument. But LeBron's always been one A. Uh, Miami he always had D Wade one B, and then he had Kyrie because at the end of the day Kyrie hit that the biggest shot in Cleveland history. Like LeBron was mm-hmm. amazing in that finals. Don't get me wrong, but it, they, he's not a closer. He's not a killer. So mm-hmm. if there's one game, give me Kobe. That's it's not even close. The dude was a killer. The dude would close the game in one game. You're talking about a seven game series. You're talking about a regular season. Yeah, LeBron's gonna put up better stats. He is a better all around player. So to your to your argument, that's why I think. At some points, I'm level-headed because I understand LeBron's <laughs> greatness. You're so, so we're talking about man. one game. Yeah. We're talking about one game. Nick, where are you stand on that? Oh, I take one Kobe. Game. One game, one game, one shot. Yeah. I'm taking Kobe over LeBron. It's not even. It's not a doubt in my mind because you know why? There's not going to be a doubt in his mind either. He's going to get the shot up, and he's just as confident as anybody else that that, that shot's going to go in. Yeah, Real quick, and he'll shoot that. He'll, he'll shoot that shot at 32 percent as opposed to LeBron's 40. You know. <sighs> Yeah, but you know what? If LeBron's if LeBron's too heavily if, – if there's too much pressure on LeBron, he's not going to shoot it, and that's the problem is he may make a bad pass or he may pass to the wrong guy, and I'm not trusting him in that situation. The, the, if he has to be the one that takes okay. it, I don't trust him. So forget is, about my one-game scenario. Would you just take – do you disagree with Kendrick Perkins saying it was easier to win against Kobe than LeBron? Is Do you disagree with that statement and ge- – like no, just that well, statement alone? No, no, no. In, well, we, in, general, in general, no. But I, the way he said it, I think it's disrespectful to Kobe. The training part because, was, yeah, that was weird. I mean, I think that's – and that's why I think Paul Pierce kind of fired back because I think Paul Pierce just well, – he should – respects Kobe. Like, yeah, yes. I, I just think that's really disrespectful. I don't think that the actual – to say you had to prepare, it might have been harder to prepare for LeBron because he he does so much and all that. I get that. Like I'm Again, I'm not arguing that point, mm-hmm. you know? I well, just, man, he was a kid. Day, I mean, at that point, he's this—he's this young. He's a freaking bull in a china shop. He's lot. He's, his game was different than Kobe's, yeah, and you guys—they'd seen him a, for a while. There's, there's a lot of problem. different variables. But my point is, they beat him every year until he finally went to the Heat. Exactly. And like my, I guess my to all LeBron fans, my question is, and I think this is why I brought those legacy teams. I don't know if LeBron could ever win a championship unless he had a one A player. I agree. I hate because, to keep defending LeBron, but we never saw him with like just a just one yes, other superstar. Who we did? Oh, one other. I'm not even saying a superstar. You is right. Scottie he, Pippen? A, is, is Scottie Pippen a superstar? No, he's he's Robin. He's like a, he's number two. He ain't number one. You know what I'm saying? You, he's, you he's an All NBA player for like ten years. 
Scotty you say Snell's he's a superstar. superstar. Yeah. You, you Scotty? He's a superstar? Yeah. You don't think he's a superstar? So my, I guess my question. All right. So do you think he's one B? If Michael's one, that, that I think Mike, there was no. levels to this. Michael I get what you're saying, but no. One. That's what I'm, I'm not again. I'm not hating on Scotty Pippen. I think I think he was. The yeah, but they I'm were a duo. Like, it was a little different. No, Scotty could never be yeah, the jig number one on his own team, right? Correct. Scotty never exactly. Scotty tried to be the number one those two years. They didn't win. But I, that's what I, I guess where I'm. This whole like we keep going back, but I, that's why I went back to those Lakers teams that he Kobe won on. Paul Gasol was not one B. Paul Gasol no. was number two, right? Right. I'm right. saying every he's, championship he's Chris LeBron has won. Right. Yeah. Correct. LeBron is always one and only one when he's had a one B. Like in in, in his three is a, in his three is a two. That's the other thing in all this that I think is getting lost. Kevin Love as a Kevin Love as a two, Chris Bosh as a two. I understand that they had to take a back seat as the three, but those guys are legit number twos on Correct. pretty much yes. any team yes. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. So that yeah. that's the other thing that's getting that's, lost that's, us. That's what I'm trying to get at. And then this year, if you won, Anthony Davis is not a number two. Anthony Davis is a one. Like, mm-hmm. he's a one B. And that's, but that also shows you that I am appreciating LeBron's greatness in the sense that he, most guys can't win with a one B or sustain that. Matt, you were saying that, like, LeBron's not an alpha. And I was going to say, I definitely agree with you. Um, but I think he's, like, learned since he lost to that horrible Mavericks team in, like, 2014. Like, he definitely has gotten, like, a killer instinct in the last five or six years, I felt like. Like, I don't think he beats that Warriors team if he was that LeBron before that. You know, like, he's – I think he's more of a killer than you're giving him no credit for, you know. He's definitely evolved. I think that's fair. Yes, I'm not I'm not diminishing that. I've seen him take over games. I've seen him be a killer. But I just – it's to me, it's not a natural thing. And – No. I just think if you are – if I consider you a killer, like, I consider Michael and Kobe kill. I just – the reason I don't consider LeBron like a legit cold-blooded assassin killer is just, I've seen him quit too many times. And I just I I can't I can't dub him that. I just can't. I respect the times he's done it. He just it's not a consistent thing, you know? Michael didn't decide, oh, you know, I'm gonna quit today. No. The dude went out and killed every day. He did. Now someone but- that has zero killer on them in them at all is James Harden. That guy is like <laughs> has none, like zero percent. Yes. So when no, Perk comes out, weight, when Perk comes out and says, and this is his other bad take, that oh my God, he, yeah. so he goes on first take, and I think Max Kellen was actually the voice of reason on the show. Good God, <laughs> he goes out and tweets to follow up his his ridiculous take again. Is again Perk tweeting this out. Again, the only thing Steph does better than James is shoot the basketball. James Harden is the better all-around player. That's facts. Why the hell hasn't he won then? Oh, my God. He's, he's – I'm sorry. You know what? Actually, my mistake. James Harden is elite defender. I forgot about this. He's elite in the post. So this is a totally fair take on Parks Park because Steph Curry doesn't play defense. One bad take after another with this guy. I would take One. Steph Curry any day of the week, and it's not – you got to think of, like, like this is what I'm saying. Kendrick Perkins' basketball IQ is really low. I really honestly believe that because Steph Curry does way more than just shoot for any team. I'm sorry. He really does. Yeah. He makes Draymond Green relevant. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Because freaking Draymond Green would sit in the goddamn corner and watch him dribble 75 times. Like, and, and to your point, at the end of the day, yes, like, Steph – one, two, 
with KD. So, I mean, you know, I again, I'm not trying to act like Steph Curry is the, like, again, when we talk about ones and twos, like Steph Curry is now, has been the one on the Warriors when they did win. Um, but there's obviously better guys than him. He's not like, I wouldn't put him at like a top five player in the league, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, I could name, because again, I think it's wing dominated, but like, dude, Steph Curry's the winner. I just believe that. Just the yeah. way he plays the game, he does, he he passes the ball well. He gets That's the biggest thing involved. is that at the end of the day, when like James Harden pounds the ball into the ground, right? James Harden, uh, look, we don't like him on this show that much. At least Matt and I don't. I can't speak for Ty when it comes to this. We don't like him that much. The biggest reason is he pounds the ball into the ground excessively. Whereas you have Steph Curry, who, when you talk about the best ball handlers in the game, it starts with Kyrie Irving, but right after him, Steph is in that conversation. One of the things he doesn't do is freaking pound the ball onto the ground. He moves the ball around. The the offense is outstanding. And part of the reason is because your best scorer, your best shooting threat, works within the offense. And he's outstanding. That's facts. And he's outstanding without the ball. James Harden can't play without the ball. No. No. James Harden stands at half court when he doesn't have the ball. James Mr. Harden doesn't play defense because he's lazy. Mr. Rockets, where there do you, you stand on this? I don't know. Perkins, is, it's really concerning me, man. Someone's got to feed that man. He's lost too much weight too fast. I'm worried about you too, dude, with your LeBron defending. You guys are you guys drinking that same shit? <laughs> it's, it's, it's incredible the because there are a million – there are there are probably a ton of guys in the NBA that have been able to shoot the ball as well as Steph Curry can. But the reason he's so damn good is because he needs so little space to get off that shot. And he's so he can create that space with one or two dribbles. He has his dribble package is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like James Harden has to literally have the ball in his hands to score. Steph yep. Curry needs the ball for a half second to score. He yep. can run around the court and tire your ass out and get open and Steph- beat the shot clock with a, with a deep-range three. And Steph Curry can actually finish with both his right and his left hand, where James Harden literally can't go to his right hand. I think I've seen him do it twice yeah. in his whole life. Mm, that's right. You saw that in the game. Like, and, and this is a this is factual. James Harden <laughs> is ref different than Steph Curry, because I have two examples. One, Steph Curry tried to do the James Harden step back and got called for a travel and literally looked at the ref and said, why? Because I'm not whatever. What is James Harden's number 13, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> James Harden can do whatever he wants. And he goes to the line 30 freaking times. Steph Curry, if you watch him actually playing games, he gets beat up and the refs don't call as much as they should for him compared to how much they call for James Harden. So that's, that's where I stop that. One thing, as we wrap things up, that I want to make sure didn't get lost, because I know the Celtics fans that listen to the show are going to care. When you guys say the, what was it, that Michael Jordan's the greatest winner of all time, he may be the most competitive person of all time, but the greatest winner is still Bill Russell. 11 out of 13, two national titles in college, gold medal. I don't care whatever he played in. That's not his fault, right? He, Kobe didn't pick that he was put with Shaq. That wasn't his fault. Bill Russell had what was given to him, and he won. You cannot take that away from the man. Him and Sam Jones. I, for that I, I would I would still take Michael Jordan over Bill Russell. Just saying. Exactly. I'm just saying. Like you can't eight, deny he's the greatest winner of all time. I, listen, I can't argue that. There was like eight that. teams. There was like eight it, teams listen, in the NBA when he won a little I'm time. not arguing eight. Those seven teams didn't beat Bill Russell 11 out of 13 times. Right. He's playing his plumbers and electricians you, in their day job. <laughs> I'm just saying, listen, when anybody brings that up, I go, okay, that's fine. But. Go ahead, Michael or Bill Russell. You choose Bill Russell. 
You're on whatever that shit per, uh, Perk is drinking. You guys all share yep. the same drinks. Oh, so Matt's the only voice right, reason here. There, there's actually a video somewhere of Will, Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell talking shit about like the eras of basketball after them. I saw like it's like a clip of it that I saw, but I think they did this longer thing. And it's funny, like it just doesn't matter what generation is. Everybody thinks that there's the best. It doesn't. It, it doesn't even matter what those. Does. Of course it does. Babe Ruth. Hey, or Mike I Trout. respect that. Oh, all right, Ty. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fine. All right. It's a good point. It's a good. Is this a theme now? This is. It's like I feel like this is the fifth show in a row where it ends with you. When you, two of you pissing me off by the end of it. <laughs> uh, do you guys get anything before we get going though? Hey, I can't wait. The baseball to come back. I really can't. I can't. So I, I don't care. One second. So, <laughs> so freaking infuriating. Like I said, we're not talking about that. We will talk to you guys again next week. What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just want to be alright with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Hey, I got no resolutions. I'm just hoping for some. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.